0: This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. All right, you guys ready to get into the word here? Uh, Look at your neighbor, ask them the question, say, who is Jesus? All right, so if you want to turn in your Bibles to uh, the book of Exodus chapter 15, book of Exodus chapter 15, verse 22, and then I will pray and we will jump right into this and and we'll get you out of here in no time so you can go get some food. Uh, Amen. I got amens on that one. so, so Father, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for, uh, for God, what you're going to unravel, what you're going to unpack for us. I thank you everybody in here needs a word one way or the not- another. I pray, God, that they get that word in this moment, that they receive what they need to hear. I pray for impartation and that something is exchanged, that we have poured ourselves out in our worship. So we ask you, Lord, to pour yourself in through the preaching of this word. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. All right, Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. We're going to just continue in our series here, Who is Jesus? You can check out our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And, 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 and if you weren't a part of last week, um, and we'll be doing this all the way up until Christmas. And then on the 31st, Pastor Nick is going to be preaching the 31st of December, so we're excited about that. Um, and so l- let's just jump right in here. What I want to share here out of Exodus chapter 15 and today is really um, who is Jesus is one thing, but I, I just want to share a little bit about who is Jesus to me, um, Everybody has a, 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 a revelation of Jesus that are born again, that you have a story about what he and who he is for you. And so I just want to share a little bit about really how, um, as many of you know my testimony and kind of the craziness I came out of as a child, but I just want to share really just in my life and really who Jesus is for me. And I, I pray this is encouraging to you, but, but there's some things that God, that Jesus has done for me time and time again in the realm of my soul that can't nobody do me like Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so I just want to share a little bit about how who he is for you in the realm of your soul, your mind your emotions, your will, your passions, that, 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 that real you inside and that Jesus wants to touch and be a part of and live in you to experience him in that space. Amen? And so, so here we go. I, I, I pray this is encouraging to you. So Exodus chapter 15, verse 22. This is after the children of Israel came through the Red Sea. They are out of slavery. They are baptized in the Red Sea. They sang a little song, and, and now they've, on their journey with God, the first place they approach in their walk with God was a bitter place. Isn't that something? That you walking with God and you find yourself meeting or anybody ever walk into a bitter situation. You're walking with God. You're doing what he's called you to do and you ran into maybe a bitter person. Maybe, maybe, or maybe that was something in you a little bitter. Maybe, maybe it wasn't somebody else, but, you know, but here they are. They're they're walking with God. They were baptized. They came out of slavery, came out of the bondage of Pharaoh and sin, and they go through the baptismal pool called the Red Sea. Hallelujah, and they come out, and they got the tambourines out, and they sing God's praises, and they're following their pastor, Pastor Moses, and the next thing you know, they find themselves in a bitter place, and God was with them, but they found themselves in a bitter place. Exodus 15, verse 22 says this, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur and they went three days. Everybody say three days.
1: Three days. Somebody say on the, day. on the third
0: day, he rose again. So, so and, and, and they went three days, three days in the wilderness and found no water. And, and now when they came to Mara, everybody say Marah. They, they could not drink the waters of Mara. They were, what were they? Bitter. Uh, therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses, the pastor. They said, Bishop, when sh- what shall we drink? Verse 25 So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. The Bible says, Cursed is every man that hangs on a tree. Talking about Jesus, the tree here represents the cross. When he cast it into the bitter water, the waters were made sweet. There he made a, a statute and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them. Verse 26, and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who hears you, heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. My first point is Jesus is my healer. Jehovah Rapha, Yahweh Rapha. The Bible says that Jesus, uh, in the book of Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how Jesus was uh, was anointed and the Bible says he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Somebody say, Jesus Jesus is is my my healer. Verse 26, for I am the Lord... Who heals you? Who is Jesus? Jesus is my healer. Verse 27. Then they came to Elam where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. So they camped there by the waters. And so in this story, I mean, I've I read it there. I read it slowly. I, we kind of walked all the way through it. But, but, you know, I believe, have you ever found yourself walking with God and you find yourself in a bitter place? Some of these bitter, bitter, um, you know, unpleasant, um, tough, um, um, hard. You look up the word bitter in the dictionary, you know, it just means grievous, grievous. Um, Thing and, and so this is the thing is that uh, when when I came across this bitter situation, um, see you can walk into and be even surrounded by a bitter situation, but that doesn't have to get in you. You know that as a believer, you're gonna find yourself in bitter water at times. Uh, you're gonna find yourself in a situation. Where things are just unpleasant, people are unpleasant, Um, situations are unpleasant, but that does not have to get in you. And the way they dealt with this, I just want to walk through it here, and then we'll continue. But the tree there represents the cross, that you can be in a bitter situation, but when you have Jesus in your life, and you have that cross revelation of everything he did for you, when you place that cross in that bitter place, that bitter place will become pleasant. There's something so powerful about that. And, and, and many of us, we might not know if it's bitter or not. Just throw the cross in it and let it pass that cross test. You know, if you're approaching a relationship, a new frontier, and you're excited about this special someone that is interested in you and thinks you're cute and thinks you're a stud and thinks you're beautiful, whatever it is, and amen, just make sure they pass the cross test. Don't 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 get connected to anybody that tolerates your Christianity. Don't get a don't don't if they just tolerate your praise, prob, probably that they didn't pass the cross test. Mm. Make, make, make sure it goes through the cross test. If, they, if you meet them somewhere in a public location, be like, ooh, girl, you're cute. Be like, hallelujah, praise the Lord. See what they do. And if you're full of the Holy Ghost, just pray in tongues. And then if they run the other way, praise the Lord. No. <laughs> All right. Not really, but kind of. You get what I'm saying? The cross test. They came in bitter water, and they threw the tree in there. God gave them a revelation of the tree. And, and the tree, they put the tree The tree made it pleasant. The cross. I mean, it's got that cross has got to, that, that, the, the tree represents the bitter thing Jesus went through, so we don't have to live in a bitter place. We can approach a bitter place. There could be a bitter conversation, but that conversation doesn't need to get in you. That that somebody could throw some shade on you and hate on you or whatever, but that don't need to get in you. You know what I'm saying? Look, that's got to go through the cross. And and when it goes through the cross, you're empowered to forgive. You're empowered to keep smiling. You you know what I'm saying? Without the cross, that thing will find its way in you. And the Bible says the root of bitterness springing up will not only defile you, but it will defile those connected to you comes bitter water. that you, you know what I'm saying? You want living water flowing out of you. Amen? And so that's that cross where, where they threw that tree. It's so interesting. Before Christ, the Bible says speaking of Christ on the cross, that cursed does everything that hangs on a tree that he became a curse on the tree so we could be blessed and be a blessing. You know what I'm saying? He was crushed so we could be mended. He was, he was, he became sin so we could be healed amen and so and so in this thing this this they, they had this revelation and God said if you ta- if you heed my word and this I am your healer it's interesting how God is talking there's this narrative of God's people walking with God coming into a bitter place and how God himself correlates healing with the answer to bitterness that many people in the church need to be healed bitterness that that is a disease and he correlates disease with bitterness here that even people coming up in the church world that that I understand in the church world there's people and people can be weird sometimes church people can be kind of weird sometimes it's like dang dang, how long you been in church my whole life you're like well is it helping like (laughs) Well, it's like, keep going. Look at your neighbor and say, God's working on me. Look at your neighbor and say, 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 say I- I'm forgiven, not perfect. You know what I'm saying? You know, say, God's not done with me yet. And so, so that, that's such a ploy of the devil to, to find it to get bitterness in us. We can't stop bitterness from around us at times, but we can keep bitterness from getting in us. You got to guard this house. Come on, somebody. You gotta guard your house. You gotta, and we all gotta deal with this. And there might be a big situation that really may try to throw you off even your walk with God or other things that just kind of affect you for a few days. But, but in Christ, that cross is, is the power to make the bitter things sweet. Amen. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, Sweet Jesus. Sweet. All right? Come on, now, we want want Jesus to flow out, right? We want people to see Jesus. None of us are perfect. We all have our moments, but Jesus is my healer. And this is the thing, it's interesting how God, like, look at God didn't lead them to get bitterness in them, but I'm going to tell you right now, on on your journey with God, God's going to lead you through bitterness. Not bitterness in you, but bitter situations. We're called to be in the world and not of it. If, if you desire to live godly, you're going to find yourself in some tribulation, the Bible says. And so God wants to lead you through it so he can prove you for something down the road. That they their first experience after baptism was the spirit of the living God leading them through a tough situation. Because this is a thing. God will lead you through bitter waters so he can get you to something better. You don't have to get it in you, but God will require that we walk through it at times. And Jesus is your healer. He will heal you time and time again. He will heal you time and time again. It's not just back then, oh, he brought us out of Egypt, but God needed to heal them of some things and keep them. And when the bitter situation happened, the first thing the people of God did was complain. They just were like, you know, they started blaming. They looked at Moses. And so as we walk through these things, God desires that we receive Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, my healer. Amen. And allow God. And the reason why I say all this to say is much of the reason I personally came to Jesus was because of things in my soul. Uh, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't like a hardcore drug addict. I just did mushrooms, acid, smoked weed, and drank a lot of beer. That's it. That's all I. Did. I mean, I wasn't really. I wasn't really an addict. I just, you know. <laughs> but, but I didn't really have a problem with it. It was just more leisure. No, uh, no but, but it wasn't. Um, yeah. No, for real though. Come on. Why are you laughing at my testimony? <laughs> no. But, but, but I wasn't like. Um, in a sense, I was just, uh, uh, I'm not justifying what I did. I'm just providing context. But, but it's just, I was just a partier kid, right? And so it wasn't like, I know some people's testimonies, this is a beautiful thing. When you hear about, like even our pastor, right? Pastor Jay was a hardcore drug addict for 12 years, where it was physically, I was never physically addicted to some sort of substance. So, so when I came to Jesus, yes, I was partying, doing all that, and he delivered me of that but but what but what it was with me was internal soul things that were were vexing me and plaguing my mind and my emotions because of the abuse i went through and because of the fact that i was doing some of that stuff when i was a very six years old so so those kind of things and just the sexual abuse and stuff so so i came up as a teenager and the kid and i had stuff i had issues right on the inside and when i came to jesus it was really jesus can you deliver me of my bitterness can you make what is uh what is unpleasant pleasant can you change my outlook on myself and life and people and my situation can you bring me out of bitter water and so when I came to Jesus, it was a soul thing. I was like, God, I wasn't, I know some people are like, they have a vision of hell, and they're like, I gotta get to church. I think that's awesome. For me, it wasn't like I was scared of hell or, or something like that, although um, I think it's, it's a good thing to not wanna go there. But, but my situation was more, Jesus, can you forgive me? Can, can I come out of this? Can, can you give me a new heart? And so uh, Jesus is my healer Here's another scripture. Psalm 41 verse four. I just have them written here in my notes. Um, Psalm uh, 41 verse 4 says this. I said, um, "Lord, be merciful to me. heal my soul." You see, um, I, 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 I mean, we believe as a church, God heals the physical body. I mean, it's all over the Bible. Jesus did it. The apostles did it. We've seen it happen. We love to pray for the sick. If you're sick today, please come to the altar. We will pray for you, uh, physical body. But here he's saying, heal me, Jehovah Rapha. Lord, be mercifully, heal my soul, for I have sinned against you. And so there's something about sin that puts disease in our soul. And so me as a kid growing up, it wasn't... It, were some things, it was some things I did, but it was sin done to me. I was, I was abused. I was sexually abused as a child. Maybe even it was happening to me before I can remember even. I was that young. It was like the environment I grew up in. So there was sin, and, it, and I needed to be healed in my soul. Amen? And that's what Jesus does is he heals us. Of, of, uh, you know it's kind of like you might have heard this said that sin is the disease of the soul if if it does anything the Bible says the wages of sin is death it does affect others but it affects my soul it does something to my insides and Jesus came to heal us of the soul ills the emotional ills the mental ills and diseases if you will and once again I said Lord be merciful to me Heal my soul. I encourage you to pray those prayers. You might not be coming out of where I came out of, or you might be uh, walking with God for some time, but I encourage you, church, to say that. Lord, touch my soul. Touch me down deep. God, work in me. Lord, heal my soul. And this is what the word heal means in, in the Hebrew. It means to become fresh again, right? Uh, it means to um, completely heal praise God aren't you glad that God touches everything he doesn't leave anything undone he's not like ooh, wow that's a little rough I don't know if I could do that God completely heals us Jehovah Rapha it means it means really when it comes to healing so it means to purify our soul it means to take us to another level it means to repair or mend or to make whole everybody say this with me say Jesus heal my soul All right, and this, I'm not trying to say that you've sinned or done anything wrong, but, but walking with God is, is he wants to heal us and keep us healed, bring health to our soul, and so it means to repair or restore, this is my second point, is Jesus um, is my healer, but he's, Jesus restores me. He is a restorer, he will, he will restore. You say, man, I, I've, I've been divorced, and I've lost this, and I messed up. He, Jesus will restore. Uh, so well, I messed up again, Jesus will restore you walk with him he will restore well i haven't done this all right and i've kind of made some mistakes jesus will restore um you know if you are loved by god you're called according to his purpose he's going to work all things together according to um, his purpose, he's going to work it all out good. He's wor- he's going to work it all, he's going to use it all. And so, you got to understand that God is never at a loss of bringing restoration to your life, regardless of what you just did or what happened a long time ago. You know what? This is the devil's ploy to have you beat yourself over the head, uh, things that maybe even happened years ago or last week or whatever. I'm here to tell you that Jesus will restore. He restores us. Psalm 23 verse 3 says this, he restores my soul. He restores, say that with me, say he restores my soul. Restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. You know in the beginning of that cha- that chapter there it says the lord is my shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. He lays his down. He lays his life down for the sheep. You can be restored. You don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to live in what happened to you. You don't have to be vexed or cursed or or live in the past. You can be restored. Restore means to recover to remake, to rebuild, to bring you back to wholeness. It's amazing. I bet you if we went around this room right now and you talked about maybe some bitter waters and the fact that you're in church and smiling. Well, most of you are smiling. That is not fine. But, but But think about the things God has brought you from and that bitterness did not stay in you. It, that is only the work of God, and I just feel in this in my heart, Michelle, because I'm aware of some of the things you've had when you started to came on the team, some things that you, you had to go through, uh, a situation that happened, and, and when I was preparing this, I, I really um, felt in my heart just to encourage you of the hand of God in your life, um, that you could go through something that you witnessed such a tragedy. Um, um, and 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 even walk through that thing with your eyes on the Lord and walking it out with the Lord and the fact that you're in church jumping dancing singing and praising God is 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 a testament of the hand of God and the grace of God on your life, Amen. So it's powerful. So um, and so the, I, that that's a situation I'm a. Of something she uh, witnessed and had to go through, uh, but so many times, there's so many stories in this room of God's hand on your life that that you are still serving God. Wow. It's a beautiful thing. Um, and so it's awesome. In Psalm 23, if we put that back up there, in Psalm 23, verse 3, this is, this is great, guys, because it says, he restores my soul, rebuilds and renews and 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 do, and remakes but you notice that god desires to restore you before he leads you somewhere that god will start with you he wants to start with you some of you coming into church and coming back to church and consistently coming and being a part of community and, and some you know joining connect groups in the new year hallelujah yeah. um, is 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 that's honestly like connect groups and that relational thing it's i i really believe that when we have good relationships um you know that 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 is god's method of 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 healing or part of god's method of healing is quality um relationships where you can just be you and be vulnerable and be safe, you know, so God can lead you somewhere, that that is a sign of health. But he restores my soul first, then he leads me in the paths of righteousness. So he wants to restore us before he begins to take you somewhere. God God always restores before he leads us on, all right? Now let's go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. And this is my last last verse here uh, for today. I actually have, I might share one more, but this might actually be the last here. Uh, Colossians chapter three verse three. If you're there, say I got it. All right, you got it, you got it. Awesome. Somebody say Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my healer. All right. What was the next one? Yeah, Jesus restores me. Jesus is my restorer. Alright? And, 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 and this is my last point is Jesus is my identity. Jesus is my identity. Okay? Colossians chapter 3, verse 3. Alright. And I want to read a little bit before that, but we'll read this and then we'll go back. Uh, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Alright? And I'm going to read a little before that. This isn't in my notes. You can keep that up there, but I'm going to read a couple verses before that. Uh, verse one, if you got your Bibles. If then you were raised with Christ. Everybody say, that's me. Okay, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, uh, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm going to read it. A- couple more verses. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you shall also appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Okay, and um, and then verse 8, but you, but now you yourselves are to put off. Everybody say put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and you've put on. Everybody say, put on. Say, put off the old. Put on the new. All right. Your old man is, is, is out of fashion. It's out of season. Got to leave that behind you in verse 10. And have put on. Everybody say, put on. Say, put on the new man. Okay. Put on the new man who's renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Okay? And so I just wanna go back, Colossians 3, verse 3. For you have died, your life is hidden with Christ in God. And this is the thing, there's things in our life, and this is why I wanna share from my personal life that coming out of where I came out of, there, are, there were certain things that I had to let go of. Um, certain uh, being, uh, coming out of where I came of, I harbored bitterness. There was rage and anger and just uh, distrust with people, um, I had a lot of stuff going on on my insides, there was some old man stuff, anybody know what I'm talking about, anybody ever find yourself, maybe that old man tried to pop his head up uh, last night, or you know, maybe not last night, maybe, <laughs> uh, so, but, but the Bible starts talking about, you know, you come out of that, you put off that old man, you put on the new man, and this is the point, for you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ and God. And that word died, this is what it means. It it speaks of um, something that was attached to you that you have had to separate from you. I'm going to say it again. When it says you have died, it's talking about your old man. Those old ways. It's talking about Jesus is my, my identity now. When Jesus becomes my identity, there are things that he wants to separate from me that aren't of him. Amen? Amen. So, so, so died, it means to, to detach what is dead. Okay? It's kind of like a cancer in somebody's body. It is attached. It is a part of them. It's not of them. It's not from God. In a sense, it's, it's a part of them, and they have to separate that from them. You have died. This word died speaks of the separation that, that, that always comes when God brings closure to something. It, it also means the ending of what is former and the beginning of what is new. So when God says that you have died, it really means those things in our life that desire to stay attached to us that are from before. You know what I'm saying? That, that, those old ways, and it kind of listed some here. Um, and so when it says, for you have died in your life, is hidden with Christ and God. Your identity in Christ is, is everything that he died for. It, it, where there was uh, sadness or depression, God desires for you to identify with joy where there was maybe confusion or bewilderment he desires for you to identify with the soundness of mind and a soberness of mind where there was for, for instance my situation abuse and the anger and the rage and the distrust that came with that as he desires for me to walk out healed and 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 healthy and and willing to be vulnerable in a healthy context that that I separate from that and now I have an opportunity in Christ to be the opposite thing that I can up in, amen, and that word hidden means concealed, that God desires to hide you in the shadow of his wings, that, that, you're ident- that you're dead to those things, and so there is this covering, that word hidden means covering, that my life is covered in Christ, I, and I identify with what he did for me, and I benefit from all that the Holy Spirit desires to give me through through him, that there is healing and life in Christ. Jesus is my identity. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.